Welcome to The Schooled Podcast, a podcast about Christian schooling. We believe that Christian schools are a countercultural, revolutionary movement and a significant part of what God is doing in the world today. Join us as we explore the Christian schooling movement, its origins, its purpose, and its future. Schooled Podcast, Episode 2. Episode two. Hello, Josh. Hello, Jamie. Welcome back to the show. It's good to be here with you. It's uh, it's, it's an beautiful. achievement to have an episode two. I, I, I think it is. We're going to celebrate ourselves. Yes. Well done. <laughs> so welcome. So what are we looking at today, Jamie? All right. Well, I've got some statistics for us to talk about today. I've got some um, data from the 2018 Australian Bureau of Statistics Census and then some other surveys that were done uh, in the last 12, 18 months mm-hmm. around faith and spirituality in Australia. And uh, just looking at our context, there's that verse in 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, and it talks about the children of Issachar or the sons of Issachar who were men that had understanding of the times and knew what Israel should do. Mm. And uh, that that really speaks to me about about where we're at at this moment in, in history, that um, we need to be people who understand the times in which we live and, uh, and the challenges and all that goes with it and uh, be people, you know, by, by the grace of God and, and with the Holy Spirit uh, who know what we ought to do. Yeah. So are you saying that we need to be schooled for our schools? We're all getting schooled today. <laughs> getting schooled. All right, this is good. All right. So first, first interesting statistic that um, I wanted to show you today was uh, it was a comparison between 1966 and 2016 in regard to... Um, Christianity and, mm. and spirituality in Australia. So back in 1966, 82.2% of people in Australia said that they were a Christian. Yeah. Now that has declined in the 50 years since to from 82.2 to 52.1% of Australians would now identify as a Christian in, in, in some description. So that's a significant decline yeah, in a 50-year period. And other religions, uh, so people in 1966, less than a percent, so 0.7 of a percent, said that they were an other religion other than Christianity, whereas today, and I think there's reasons for mm. this, um, immigration being a big part of that, uh, 8.2% of Australians identify as a religion other than Christianity. Mm. The remarkable change is the no religion category, mm. where virtually no one claimed no religion in um, 1966, but in 2016, 30%, 30.1% of Australians said no religion when it came to ident- what, they, what they would identify as there. So interesting. Christianity um, seems to be decline. Mm. Um, other religions on the increase and no religion um, on, the, on the exponential, it would appear. Absolutely. So, uh, so th- I mean, it, it's, it's almost sobering in one sense. but, but Depressing, this, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It can seem quite depressing. Uh I think I think also when you look at it, you, we're looking at the change in society from the '60s, where Australia was definitely a more culturally Christian society. Yeah. Uh, whereas today, I, I would guess that if people are actually going to tick the Christian box, it, it's probably more of an authentic approach or, or someone who would personally identify as a Christian instead yeah. of a family identification. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair to say. I think in generations gone by. Um, People would tick, you know, you know, my grandma was an Anglican and 
I got married in a church, so that's what I put on the census. Mm. Um, I was, you know, baptized or christened as a yeah, baby. I was christened, yeah, yeah. and um, and so it's a it's a family history thing, it's a heritage thing, it's a cultural thing, and maybe not necessarily always a um, an authentic personal thing. Mm. So, but uh, definitely our society in our society now, it's much more acceptable to just say no religion, mm. um, which it, which which a lot more people are doing. Either way, it's fair to say I think that um, our culture in Australia, broadly speaking, is less Christian than yes. it was. Is the church on, like, is Christianity on the decline? I would challenge that because mm. I because I think there are streams and aspects of Christianity and um, I think powerful, authentic aspects of Christianity that are, that are on the rise mm. and um, and are doing doing amazing things. So yeah, the, the expression of the church in Australia has definitely changed. It has. And uh, moved away from a more traditional approach to, to something more modern, and you can see a lot of churches that are growing rapidly, uh, but then at the same time, churches that that have uh, been on the the decline for a long time. Yeah. So, so it, I mean, from from our experience, I don't think you could just say Christianity is definitely on the decline. No. Um, you could look at the census census data and, and definitely uh, argue against that. Um, but I guess our lived experience actually says something different. It does, and it's it's an interesting thing to look at though this this statistic mm. from um, when you think evangelistically yes um in reaching people the the question question is is someone who is you know i you know a, a 1966 australian mm. who identifies as yeah i'm an anglican or yeah i'm uniting i'm a i'm a presbyterian or lutheran or whatever because their family was or they got christened um are they easier or harder to reach with an authentic gospel than someone who says yeah no religion, no spirituality. In some ways, the no religion person, at least the um, at least it's well defined, and, mm. and we know what we're talking about, and can have a conversation. It's a different kind of conversation, but in some ways, that's an easier conversation to have than with someone who thinks they're a Christian, yeah, um, but may not necessarily um, have the full, have the full thing going on. Absolutely, you're talking to someone who has no baggage or no kind of you know, bad church experience or even sort of enough of an experience to switch off is... Um, it's an opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you can... you can just, you, um, Because you don't have sort of some areas where you agree, you know, but sort of it's a bit grey, you can actually approach it because you're actually learning from each other and you can share genuinely what it is that you believe. And actually, I think it also gives us the opportunity to hear authentically and genuinely from other people. Yeah. Um, to learn from them too, yeah, and so it kind of opens the door to genuine conversation. Yeah, so it's um, interesting. So, so I mean, the next set of statistics that you have actually talk about the way people perceive Christians. Yeah, so this is from uh, a survey of people who knew at least one Christian, and of them, um, how would they describe their perception of Christians? Yeah. So, forty-one um, percent. So, ninety-two percent of Australians know a Christian. By, by, the, by the look yeah. of this, by the look of this data, forty-one um, percent said um, Christians are caring. Thirty-five percent said loving, kind, honest, faithful. All those were up there. All fairly, positive. All yeah, very yeah. positive. So the top five were all positive. Then you started to get to further down the scale. There were some words in there: traditional, judgmental, old-fashioned, opinionated. Seventeen mm. percent said hypocritical. So um, that's not fantastic, but. Overall, uh, the, the top five, caring, loving, kind, honest, faithful, the general perception of a, a Christian, a stereotypical yeah. Christian from um, someone, an average Aussie, is fairly positive. Yeah, and, and I mean, and it seems to be that this comes out of 
um, genuine interactions, you know, relationships yeah, with people. It says they know at least one Christian. Yeah. That's where they've got this from. So that's, that's, I mean, that's a good thing. And I guess as a Christian, you do want to be known as someone who's loving and caring. Um, they all sound, I lumped together, they can sound a little bit like passive sort of words. Yes. Though at the same time, when you dig deeper, someone who is faithful and loving and kind is actually, they're actually quite strong. But they, um, I guess the question is, is, um, is that, is that what a Christian really is? Yeah. Or is that just sort of um, someone who is nice? They're, they're really good things. They're, and they're, they're, they're nice things. I mean, it's a shame there's not words in there like um, lose by conviction and courageous and <laughs> yeah. creative Cur- and yeah. inspirational, um, all, all those kind of things as well. But they, these are, these are, um, these are good. very good they're very, good. very good things to um, be recognized for and to aspire to. And they're, they're things we, we want to teach in our Christian schools. We want to teach kids that this is this is a good way to live. These are these are good character qualities to have. And and that's definitely we've seen that's that can be the appeal of a Christian school. Where people yeah. say, oh, they're very caring, or yes. you know, uh, and they'll teach they, my kid, they'll teach my child to be caring. Yes, and so so we know that this is a reason why parents will send their their kids to a school to our to our schools. However, is is that um, is that what we want them to perceive a Christian as? You know, is that is that the definition of a Christian? Uh, obviously, that's like that. They, or is they, that? All, I know what you're saying. Is that all you want them to take away? Yes. If our if our kids come out of our Christian school as caring, loving, kind, honest, faithful people, the Aussie definition of a Christian mm. is that good enough? Yeah, and and of course we do want our kids to walk out with that. Uh, of course, we want them to be people like that. But do we want them to walk out defining a Christian in that way? Um, and I think um, no. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is no. no. They're, they're good things, but um, I think you've said before it's like the analogy of a tree. That these, mm. this is fruit, mm. uh, and so you would expect these things to be there. But uh, we're not just about producing the right behaviors. Yes, um, a Christian school really we want it's, it's the tree, it's the roots, it's the it's the ecosystem that goes yeah. along with that in someone's spiritual life and that's something that is is rich and and growing it's like a living active faith yeah and, and also something that produces fruit and and produces um life for those around it yeah and that's that's ideally what we want so so we've seen i mean i guess the challenge is if people perceive that to be a christian that uh, i mean how widespread is that idea yeah is that something that uh we've sort of you know created ourselves or something that we've kind of perpetuated a bit yeah i i think i think we need to be careful i I think it's something we need to be aware of there's the uh there's been a little bit of literature around in um recent years or even more last 10 Mm. or 15 years around mtd moral Mm. therapeutic deism and we will we should do an episode on this and actually unpack it a little bit more but in 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 summary when a whole lot of teenagers across the Western world have been surveyed, um, that it's been identified this rise of this kind of spirituality, this version of Christianity in a way, that's been labelled as MTD, moral therapeutic deism. So there's a morality to it, like mm. like acting right, but there's a therapeutic side of it, as in it's about me yeah. and me being happy and me me being fulfilled. Uh, and deism that there there is a god out there. So so that there's there's kind of five areas yeah. that, of MTD, Josh. Yeah. So the five key areas um, when you break it down, uh, it, basically that God exists or a God exists, and He you know created and ordered the world, and He watches over the earth, but I guess really from a distance. Uh, it's a very unique belief. Yeah. Very. 
these they're the only ones I believe it. Um, second is that God wants people to be good, nice, and fair to each other, which I think links back to that that other data there. That mm. that's just, that's sort of the idea that you know God wants us to be nice, and that's what's taught in the Bible and most other religions. Yes, this, yep. So that that's a nice a nice general um, tenant. Of yeah, the belief. That's, that's right. Um, the the third thing is that uh, the central goal of life is to be happy and to feel good about oneself. Uh, I guess really that's quite hedonistic, but no, yeah. a noble pursuit. <laughs> noble, yeah, Barry. Um, that God does not need to be particularly involved in anyone's life except when He's needed to resolve problems. And um, yeah, that's interesting. And so we, you know, call on God when we need His help. Aside from that, He kind of, you know, he, He's distant. And then the last thing is that good people go to heaven when they die. Yeah. And um, and, and for a lot of people, this this is a Christian. Yeah. This is you know I'm I'm a good person. I'm a Christian. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, so and we've found that that students and parents commonly hold this belief. Yeah. And actually see that as a good set of beliefs. So so, so this isn't Christianity, Josh. <laughs> Unfortunately, not. <laughs> no, it's not. Look, the th- the big thing that's missing is there's there's nothing there about a savior. There's no. nothing there about my fallenness or brokenness. There's nothing there um, that. Honestly, there's nothing there that requires anything of me. No. Um, there's a there's a Santa Claus version of God that's mm. on that's on call um, when required um, to make me feel good. Yeah. And there's there's nothing there's nothing self sacrificial. It's it's you know it's a, it's a self indulgent spirituality. In it a lot is. Of ways. It is. There's nothing life changing about it. Uh, there's nothing that's going to grow you. No. Or change anything around you. Yeah. And um, I. Essentially, it's it's uh, it's quite a hollow belief. Yeah, and um, but one that still people would say, you know, I, I guess people wouldn't call themselves a you know a moral therapeutic deist, but uh, but they would look at these beliefs and say, yes, this is actually a good set of beliefs. Yeah, and so and so here's here's the challenge for us mm. in our Christian schools: yeah. Are we producing young people who have a uh, a strong, well-rounded, but deep understanding of faith and spirituality and, and experience of Jesus? Or are we inadvertently perpetuating yeah. a, a version of MTD um, that's, that just says these things, that Christians are kind, nice people who want everyone to be happy and hopefully go to heaven if they're good? Yeah. And that, I mean, maybe we have. Yeah. And maybe that's something, I mean, I, I don't think that anyone would have intentionally created this you know you, you look at the the people who've started the christian schooling movement and um and and the teachers and, and educators that we know uh that would not be something that people would desire to, no. to to create however maybe it is something that that we have um that we actually have sort of helped to produce yeah well i think it's it's widespread it's across the western mm. World, Western society, that um, that this is this is rising in teenagers. It's interesting. Um, it's not it's not no faith. It's yeah. not no spirituality. There is actually quite a it's quite a spiritual generation in mm. a lot of ways. But um, and it, and it's a compelling, attractive kind of idea, MTD. But it's not authentic, true Christianity that's going to change lives or change the world. No, it won't. Uh, and it's so uh, we 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 have to be careful. I think that we don't inadvertently perpetuate mm. that. In lieu of a real Christian faith, yeah, and, and I think because of that, knowing that, and knowing how not to perpetuate it, and knowing, I guess, for us in in our schools or classrooms, taking the temperature of is this a commonly held belief? Is this something that our students 
Um, yeah, and talk but, about these things. Yeah, and challenge and, them, and then work out. Well, what do I do about this? How do I ask those key questions? So how do I yeah challenge that set of beliefs so that I can lead my students from sort of this this hazy kind of self indulgent belief to to actual truth? Yeah, um, with grace. Thanks for listening today. Join us next episode for part two of this conversation as we continue to discuss the changing cultural context in which our Christian schools exist. Also, we are a new podcast, so it would mean the world to us that if you have found this podcast helpful in any way, you would share it in your school network or on social media. Also, if you can rate it or leave a review, that will go a long way to helping us get the message out.